When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What's going on, guys? Welcome again. Well, I guess welcome, at, uh, after all, to the Athletic Asian Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Nguyen. It's been a long time, long time uh, since I've been on here. Uh, I haven't really done any podcasts or, or, well, recently I hopped on another one's, another person's podcast to talk about uh, the MLB and the Oakland A's in general. But uh, this is my first time actually hosting one again. And honestly, I say that so many times in the past, but, you know, school has gotten in the way. Uh, things have gone on in life that they take care of first and yada, yada, yada. But I'm back. Hopefully this can be more consistent. Uh, you can also catch me on Twitch uh, as I am currently the um, host of the Belly Up, Belly Up Gaming channel, uh, playing all sorts of games like Madden, NBA 2K, and will be the show when it comes out as well. And just all sorts of games. So hope to see you guys on there. But uh, today, it's, it's going to be fun. We're going to discuss the NFL and the whole franchise tag deadline that happened yesterday at uh, 1 p.m. Pacific time, as I live in the Pacific Coast in California, to be exact, and then also at 4 p.m. in the eastern side uh, of the country. Before we start, uh, just a big thank you to you guys joining in, whether from Twitch or YouTube or Twitter. Just a big thank you to you guys. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, let's let's just get started. So, look, yesterday the NFL franchise tag deadline was uh, pretty much over at uh, depending on what time it was uh, where you live. And the main story was Lamar Jackson. Where was this guy going to go? You know, was he going to stay in Baltimore? Was he going to be able to sign with other teams? And the answer is he will be able to sign with other teams with the catch. Uh, so first off, Lamar Jackson, uh, the Ravens did put the fran- the non-exclusive franchise tag. But for those who don't know what the franchise tag is, I'll go ahead and explain it to you. So the franchise tag is basically a designation for teams to put on their players who are scheduled to become an unrestricted free agent. So that was Lamar Jackson. That was Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones. Uh, declined, was declined his fifth-year option last year. This was his, this was his year. Uh, the franchise tag are based on the top five salaries of each position in the NFL. And I think for quarterbacks, for example, the franchise tag, uh, if teams were to give it to their quarterbacks, uh, was about $30, $32 million. <clears throat> uh, we know last year, a few players were franchise tagged, notable ones as well, including Devontae Adams, uh, who was franchise tagged by the Packers, but he ended up being traded away to the Raiders, as we know, to team up with Derek Carr, who's no longer the Raiders quarterback. We'll get to that later on. So like I said, the franchise tag, a designation you put on your players so that way they don't leave, basically. But it depends on the the type of franchise tag uh, that kind of creates this scenario in that if you're given the non-exclusive franchise tag, you're still on the team. You can still negotiate for a longer contract. But other teams can negotiate as well. And if a better deal comes up, the team that you're on 
can match that offer or the other team can will be forced to give the team that you're on two first round picks in order to get you. If you're given the exclusive franchise tag, it's pretty normal. You're still on the team. You can still negotiate for a longer deal. Uh, you can hold out in any scenario. It doesn't matter if you have the non-exclusive or the exclusive, you can still hold out and not even play. Uh, so Lamar Jackson, that's the first player we're going to discuss because he was given the non-exclusive franchise tag. Um, like I just said, that means that any other team in the NFL, all 31 other teams could uh, possibly sign him, could possibly uh, give him a better deal than the Ravens are giving him right now because we know the Ravens have been pretty much lowballing him <laughs> uh, during these contract talks, which have been going on for quite a long time. Uh so basically, the franchise tag right now for Lamar Jackson, non-exclusive, like I just said, is $32 million, which is pretty high. It takes up a lot of cap space. Uh, this guy was the NFL MVP in 2019. So after 25 months of just basically arguing on what this contract should be, because Lamar feels like he should be paid like Deshaun Watson, who is the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, and... You know, it's been a long time since these guys, well, it's been a long time of just talking and negotiating and arguing and nothing has been done. So Lamar Jackson wants a deal like Deshaun Watson, like a five-year, 230, maybe a 240, 250, because let's, let's face it, Lamar Jackson has shown he's a better player than Deshaun Watson. And of course, Deshaun Watson barely touched the field last season uh, because of the whole sexual assault sort of stuff, but we're not going to dive into that. Uh, the point is Lamar wants a deal like that. Uh, and he, he wins games for you. You know, he's 45 and 16 as a starter and he deserves pretty much all the money in the world. I mean, he should be paid not like Patrick Mahomes because Mahomes is on a different level. This guy's won two Super Bowls, but he's Lamar should be paid pretty close to it. Uh, and the whole franchise tag uh, thing, it's, it's messy. But like I said, you know, the dual threat quarterback is allowed to uh, sort of seek deals with other teams. But like I said, other teams would likely have to give two first round picks to Baltimore if Lamar um, and the Ravens do not match that offer and Lamar signs with someone else. But I think there's a few teams that have, according to Bleacher Report, uh, pulled out of the race for Lamar. The Raiders being one of them, the Falcons, who were a heavy favorite uh, amongst the community, uh, they were they actually pulled out as well. So, yeah, well, that was a bit of a mess there. Atlanta, you know, their quarterback situation last season, they had Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter, but Mariota's out of the way. Right now, Desmond Ritter is the starter uh, in what is a weak NFC South. So, look, I don't, you know, want to be like, oh, this was the wrong decision. But if Atlanta did decide to go for Lamar, I think it would be a major upgrade over Desmond Ritter, but at the same time, you did draft Ritter for a reason. You can't just waste a draft pick, even though we've seen teams do that in the past, i.e. Josh Rosen with Arizona before Kyler Murray got there the year after he was drafted, uh, he meet, uh, being Josh Rosen. So like I said, Lamar Jackson, 45 and 16. I think the only concern, which is pretty much the main concern between Baltimore and uh, the agent of Lamar Jackson, is the injury history. Last season, Lamar has battled injuries, um, according to ESPN, Missed 10 of Baltimore's 22 past games, including the postseason uh, last year where we saw Tyler Huntley uh, lead the Ravens as far as they could go. 
pretty much until obviously they faced the Cincinnati Bengals, and that was pretty much it uh, in the wild card round. <clears throat> so Lamar, uh, look, we'll see what happens with Lamar Jackson. I personally think that the Ravens will likely keep him. I mean, look, we're not going to go into next season with Tyler Huntley. If I'm John Harbaugh and I'm looking at my team, Tyler Huntley, who no shame on him. He has done an incredible job uh, being the backup behind Jackson and being very serviceable. But at the same time, he is not Lamar Jackson. You know, Lamar needs weapons. He has not had uh, receivers that have been serviceable. And I know recent thoughts, I think it was from, was it? I think it was Rashad Bateman. I think it was Rashad Bateman, uh, how the GM was criticizing how uh, he hasn't been able to um, acquire top receivers, whether in the draft or pretty much in the draft. And Bateman went off on how uh, that was the case. And I get it. You know, Rashad Bateman's a solid guy. The Ravens have average wide receivers. But, you know, Lamar's main target has been Mark Andrews for a pretty long time now. Uh, so with that being said, you know, if the Ravens can, you know, go out in free agency, go out on the draft, find guys that can be serviceable, uh, not just serviceable, but stars for Lamar at the wide receiver position. Maybe he, he won't have to rely too much uh, on Mark Andrews and the running game. And look, the running game of Lamar has been phenomenal. This guy can run with the football, one of the best running quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, but at the same time, you want to preserve those legs when necessary and have him, you know, use his arm as much as his legs. So, you know, good for Lamar right now, holding his ground uh, with his uh, agents. And the Ravens, they got to get this done. Otherwise, another team's going to come in, scoop them up, have their franchise guy, and the Ravens will have to go into this up, up, uh, upcoming draft thinking, hey, we might have to get a quarterback. Speaking of quarterbacks and average wide receivers, let's look at the Giants. Daniel Jones, four years, $160 million contract. I personally was nervous <laughs> that a deal would not get done because, look, let, let's face it, the Giants don't have – well. We're amongst the top 10 in cap space right now. Well, before the whole deal and whatnot. Uh, but Daniel Jones, a guy who has thrown, what, not a lot of touchdowns <laughs> in his career. Had 15 touchdowns last season. Uh, side note, Patrick Mahomes was in like the 35-40 range last season in terms of touchdown passes. And Daniel Jones was paid a lot. Uh, hi Ryan, how you doing? Ryan McCarthy uh, joined the chat here. Thank you, Ryan, for stopping in, stopping in. I appreciate it. Uh, just talking some franchise tag stuff. Uh, back to the whole Daniel Jones uh, thing. Look, I, I get it. You know, people have been critical of this whole thing of, hey, why did the Giants sign Jones to this big of a contract? And I'll explain. So Daniel Jones recently changed agencies. Uh, he is now with, I believe, Players Only. I think that's what the name of the uh, agency is. Kind of irrelevant in this case. But he did change agencies, which kind of delayed the whole contract extensions. And the Giants and Joe Shane have been just battling this agency. Like, hey, let's do a $35 million contract. No, 
says Jones agency, we want 40, we want 45 million. And when the number 45 million popped out, I was like, whoa, Jones, $45 million per season for 15 touchdowns based off last season? Understandable. I was a little bit outraged myself because if I'm Joe Shane, I'm not paying Jones $45 million a year. No. Because we need (laughs) – that eats up a lot of cap space. Plus, you have to worry about Saquon Barkley, a guy who was very, very good to Jones's. skills last season as we saw because those two guys pretty much worked off each other in the run game and in the passing game helped out a lot as well with a lot of uh, defenses focusing on Saquon and Jones being able to find open receivers down the field whether it's Isaiah Hodgins or Darius Slayton or his tight ends uh, uh, Daniel Bellinger and so on and so forth by the way the Giants do need a tight end just saying (laughs) Um, so you know a lot of Arguments were made, and I was like, okay, when is this going to get done? Uh, the deadline, like I said, was 4 p.m. Eastern time, and it was 3.50 on the East Coast, and nothing was getting done. And we're just waiting and waiting and waiting. And by 3.55, I believe, p.m., a deal was made by the Giants as Daniel Jones was re-signed to a four-year $160 million deal, which, you know, do the math, that's $40 million per year. But uh, I do believe the Giants and I Many others believe as well that the year one of this contract will be uh, lowered. And then once 2024, 2025, and 2026 come around, that that cap hit is going to be a little bit higher uh, for Daniel Jones. Uh, so that, you know, that kind of opens up the cap space for the Giants to make other moves this upcoming offseason. Uh, Jones has his money, and he is the Giants quarterback for the foreseeable future. Now, in terms of franchise tag, the Giants did use their franchise tag on one of my favorite players of all time. And of course, a stud in the NFL when healthy, of course, when he's been hurt a lot, (laughs) he's been hurt a lot, but Saquon Barkley was given the franchise tag. $10.1 million is his salary for this upcoming season. As we know, he won rookie of the year when he was drafted in 2018 as the number two overall pick. And he finally returned to the NFL healthy this past season was fourth in the NFL with 1,312 yards rushing in 2022. Now, this franchise tag, you know, you're thinking, oh, well, Jones can just, I mean, <laughs> Barkley can just um, be like, I don't want to play on the franchise tag. Uh, and if he does not play, I don't blame him. You know, he deserves a contract that, you know, remains him a giant for life. He has reiterated that, that he wants to be here uh, in East Rutherford for a very long time. Um, and we hopefully <laughs> the organization has treated him um, as best as we can. However, uh, as many others think, uh, this whole franchise tag with Saquon is pretty much a placeholder. Uh, before the deadline yesterday, it was uh, noted that Jones is, oh, I keep saying Jones because Jones has been a big topic of the Giants, uh, Barkley uh, and his uh, agents have had great talks with the Giants front office in terms of getting a deal done. And this may be just a placeholder and a long-term deal will be uh, figured out before the start of free agency. And like I said, uh, Barkley was given the non-exclusive franchise tag, which means another team could negotiate and give two first-round picks to the Giants in exchange for Saquon Barkley. But based off the injury history, plus the whole, I don't know, it's just not that you think, but you know and I hope I don't jinx it. 
but you know that no one is going to give the Giants two first-round picks for Saquon Barkley, which is a blessing in disguise, uh, if that makes sense. Because we know Saquon, we know his injury history. He's gotten hurt on so many occasions, including the whole uh, game against Chicago and the ACL tier, and that was just devastating to watch because I saw I saw that and it was just terrible. And the Giants were just bad for these, just terrible, just outright terrible. Uh, so. Look, we, we know about the, you know, the injuries and whatnot, but we just saw when healthy, Saquon Barkley is pretty good. <laughs> He's pretty good. So as long as he can stay healthy um, and, you know, once the Giants sign him to a long-term deal, which is most likely going to happen, you know, as long as he's healthy, the Giants have a pretty solid uh, quarterback, running back uh, duo. And we could dive into the whole, oh, teams that have won the Super Bowl, haven't had running backs that cost more than $3 million uh, in salary. Yeah, but at the same time, it's I, I guess that makes sense. I mean, we saw last this past season with the Chiefs and Isaiah Pacheco, a seventh-round pick who ended up being the starter and was just phenomenal. He was He's good. <laughs> as a seventh-round pick, uh, he showed the Chiefs that he belongs as a starter, and he did uh, had a good, a good few runs in the Super Bowl as well, uh, Pacheco did, so. Uh, good on him, by the way. Uh, and I get the whole, oh, well, teams that have won the Super Bowl don't have expensive running backs. Yeah, but the Giants did draft Barkley as a number two overall pick. And Barkley is just phenomenal. He's, let's be honest, a better running back than Pacheco when healthy. This is shiftiness, the ability to contribute uh, in the passing game, which I know Pacheco can do as well. But I'm just saying, uh, Barkley, he's, you know, he's electric. He's outstanding. So uh, good on Barkley. And he was given the franchise tag, uh, just like Lamar Jackson, both of them receiving non-exclusive franchise tags. Now, on to the next guy, Tony Pollard of the Dallas Cowboys, who I personally, I have to say I like. I, I do like Tony Pollard. I know the Dallas Cowboy, and it's like, oh, the Giants and Cowboys are rivals and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, that may, that may make me look like a bad Giants fan. I don't really care because I do admire players who play really well, and Tony Pollard did just, uh, just that this past season. And let's face it, he was way better than Ezekiel Elliott last season. Uh, but the Cowboys decided that he will be given their franchise tag as well, which likely means that Dalton Schultz of the, uh, the Cowboys tight end will likely get a long-term deal. Maybe? I don't know. But uh, Pollard's franchise tag is $10.09 million. And he was named to the Pro Bowl last year for the first time in his career. Uh, and like I said, he had a great, great – well. Not great, great, but he had a pretty solid year last year uh, with Dallas. I mean, like I said, he was the guy that took over uh, Ezekiel Elliott's leading back duties. I mean, they pretty much split uh, carries throughout the season. Well, mostly later in the season is when they, they split carries. But when Ezekiel Elliott got hurt at times, Pollard stepped right in and uh, was great. Uh, he had 12 touchdowns last season. Uh, he was one of the top playmakers on offense, along with Cowboys receiver C.D. Lamb, who was a Great wide receiver, number one for Dak Prescott. And look, this guy can make big plays. Uh, he's not the bruising back like Ezekiel Elliott, which kind of makes sense why they split carries last season. But at the same time, you have to realize that, you know, it's kind of a luxury to have a back who can, you know, you can give, ball, give the ball up the middle uh, between the tackles. And you can have another guy as well who can kind of be that lightning in a bottle and just shoot out of a cannon and be gone for like 50, 60 uh, yards down the field so that's that's a luxury to have 
uh, and Dallas was lucky to have both Zeke and Pollard uh, last season. But like at this, you know, this is mostly about Pollard, who has shown that he deserves to have the number one spot uh, in the Dallas backfield. And like his big playability, he had 5.9 yards, 5.94 yards per touch. Uh, this was the most among NFL running backs last season uh, with a minimum of 100, 150 carries or touches, whatever you want to say. <laughs> so look, uh, the whole cliff notes or summary of Tony Pollard is big place. That's all you got to know. Just big place. This guy can make big plays. Uh, I can't reiterate that enough. And the Cowboys have a decision to make as well as to whether they want to sign Paul to a long-term deal, what's going to happen with Ezekiel Elliott. I personally think that Zeke is gone. I mean, after his rookie season, you know, Elliott hasn't shown the flashes that we're used to seeing uh, from him. Uh, and Tony Pollard has stepped in and said, hey, you're going to have to fight. For, you know, obviously they're teammates and, you know, they're, you know, buddies, buddies and whatnot. But deep inside, you know that, hey, I'm trying to take this guy's spot. That's how it is uh, in all types of sports. You know, your teammates with with uh, a bunch of guys who you love and admire and that, you know, you're just glad to be playing with them. But on the inside, you're thinking, hey, I got to take this guy's spot. I deserve to be a, spot, uh, a starter uh, on this team. And Tony Pollard is probably thinking that right now that, hey, you're giving me this franchise tag. I deserve a long-term deal. I deserve to be the starter on this Dallas team. Uh, I can make plays. I'm not a between the tackles run between the tackles runner. But hey, if you can give me a try if you wanted to, uh, I'll make it work. I'll maybe bulk up on some on some weight and muscle this offseason and whatever the case may be. And that could be the case if Pollard is given that long term deal. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's not going to sit out unless something major happens. But I do think Pollard remains a cowboy. Uh, for the foreseeable future and the Cowboys will get something done with Zeke in terms of maybe finding another team, maybe getting him released. I know Ezekiel Elliott um, in the past has said that he wants to remain a Dallas Cowboy. Uh, thank you to 1420. I appreciate it in the chat. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, yeah. So look, Zeke, if this, this whole you know situation gets figured out, we could see him on a different team um, by next season, but that's just, that's what I think. I just think that Tony Pollard deserves to be the starter after what he showed last season. All right, on to Josh Jacobs, the good old Raider running back. Uh, I mean, what more to say about Mr. Josh Jacobs, right? I mean, this guy was an absolute stud for the Raiders uh, that this past season. Franchise tag, once again, $10 million. Uh the Raiders said, hey, we're not going to do this whole fifth-year option thing. We're going to probably let you go if, you, if you're just going to be medi uh, mediocre uh, here in 2022. Jacob said, okay, bet. <laughs> uh, let the NFL in rushing last season. Also, yours from scrimmage with 2,053 yards. Uh, was named first-team All-Pro. Made the Pro Bowl. His second one, by the way. And the Raiders kind of tagged him thinking, well, what are we going to do exactly? What I mean by that is uh, we know Jacobs won the long-term deal. I mean, let's face it. All these guys want a long-term deal. No one wants to play under the franchise tag for an extended period of time. Look at uh, the Chiefs. Orlando Brown. Yeah, Orlando Brown Jr., the left tackle for the Chiefs. He was playing under the franchise tag. I think not once, but twice, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but the point is, you know, you want that long-term security because 
you know, being on that one year deal, especially for running backs too. Imagine what one year, 10 million, one year, $10 million. And then you get her and say, Oh, okay, well you're done. You know, it's, it's, it sucks. So, you know, the Raiders are taking a sort of like, Oh, let's, let's see where this is going to go. Uh, can you repeat this? Was this a one-time success with you, Jacobs? And Jacobs is like, well, you know, last season I was really good. I was pretty much this whole Raiders offense. Yeah, you could argue Devontae Adams was great. And he was, and Derek Carr was there and whatnot. But we know that Josh Jacobs was the Raiders offense. I mean, the passing game outside of Devontae Adams was non-existent. Hunter Renfro, I don't know where the heck he went. Um, Zay, so Zay Jones went to Jacksonville, I'm sorry. Uh, but the oh, Mac Hollins, Mac Hollins was one of the top receivers with the Raiders for some reason. I, you know, um, it was just a, a mess, and you could blame Josh McDaniels, but we're not gonna dive into that. We're not gonna go ahead and blame head coaches right now. We're talking about the franchise tag and the whole moves made yesterday. <laughs> um, so with Jacobs, one of the long term deal, uh, and it, you know, it has to make sense for him to in order that in order to say that he wants to stay. Uh, with the Raiders uh, in Vegas. So so we'll see what happens with him. I personally think that, you know, this will get figured out. I do think that Jacobs wants to remain a Raider, as we just discussed, and that the Raiders want him back too. Uh, like I said, to leap the NFL in rushing and yards from scrimmage is pretty impressive, considering that there's guys like Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey, who went healthy, of course, uh, could, pos- could also do that as well. Jacobs was the main one to come out of the pack and lead um, his position. So uh, we'll see what happens there. $10 million is his salary for the 2023. And I do think the Raiders will figure this out with Mr. Jacobs. A few more players to discuss. Uh, Deron Payne of the Washington Commanders. I'm not going to dive into defensive tackles too much. Uh, $18.937 million is his salary for 2023. Had 11.5 sacks in 2022 for the Commanders, which is a career high. Uh, and look, the, the Commanders, they don't got much going for them right now. They've got a lot of off-the-field issues that they have to deal with, too. They don't know who their quarterback is. Uh, they just got a new head coach. I'm sorry, <laughs> new offensive coordinator and, and uh, Eric Bieniemy, which I still question because the Chiefs, should have kept the enemy and they maybe could have done something to keep him. I mean, he was a solid, in my opinion, a solid piece in the coaching staff along with Andy Reid, the head coach. But Hey, uh, I do understand why it makes sense for the enemy to leave the chiefs for the commanders to sort of take over that head coaching spot when run uh, Ron Rivera is done. And uh, you know, the enemy is going to have to deal with a new quarterback. Who is that going to be? I don't know. Uh, but uh, in terms of pain, he was given the uh, franchise tag and uh, him and Jonathan Allen will remain together as the two top defense tackles for the Washington commanders. And hopefully a deal gets done um, in the future, hopefully short um, sooner rather than later for Mr. Deron Payne. Finally, a former Giant himself, Mr. Evan Ingram, was given the franchise tag as well. $11.34 million is uh, the offer likely given to the tight end. Uh, The former Giant and now Jacksonville Jaguar was a key piece in Trevor Lawrence's uh, passing uh, emergence last season. 
had a career highs in catches with 73 and also had 766, 766 receiving yards in 2022 uh, as this was his first season with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, I do think this whole receiving, receiving yards may die down. As we know, the Jaguars acquired Calvin Ridley last season uh, before the trade deadline, and now he is reinstated, which means the Jags will have Calvin Ridley, Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, and Evan Ingram. Good for you, Trevor Lawrence. You have all the weapons you can get. Uh, Ingram and the Jaguars, they kind of want to, uh, like I said, as we as we all know, the common theme, a long-term deal. You know, something that will provide financial security for, a, a you know, a long period of time. And Ingram wants that, as we all know. Uh, the tag will give the Jaguars more time to do that, and Ingram will not be on the market as he was given just the regular whole franchise tag, nothing with the whole non-exclusive mumble jumbo. Ingram is not your typical tight end. He's more built like a wide receiver, if anything, but he has improved uh, over the past years. And, you know, with Jacksonville has kind of reemerged himself as, you know, a a target that is dependable. And we know he struggled with drops with the Giants. And I'm I'm sure he had a few drops last season, but, you know, Let's be honest here, Ingram with Jacksonville has been much better than his time with the Giants. No bad blood between, in my opinion, as a Giants fan, between my favorite team and Ingram. I wish Ingram nothing but the best. You know, he deserves, you know, all the success in the world after being criticized by so many when he's with the Giants. And uh, good for him to uh, hopefully almost get a long-term deal done. So good on him. So that's, that was it. (laughs) That's pretty much it in terms of franchise tags. Uh, To sum it up quickly, Lamar Jackson, given the non-exclusive franchise tag, other teams can give him, give the Ravens two first round picks in exchange for his services, but I'm sure the Ravens will get something done. Seiko and Barkley was also given the non-exclusive franchise tag, uh, but a long-term deal could be done sooner rather than later with New York. Uh, Tony Pollard also given the franchise tag, hopefully gets a long-term deal done as well. But the Dallas Cowboys will likely be the starting quarter, starting running back, in my opinion, by week one of next season. Josh Jacobs also given the franchise tag as well. Evan Ingram and, of course, Deron Payne, the defensive tackle for the Washington Commanders. That was it. That's the franchise tags uh, tracker for you. That has pretty much – that's it, right? Nothing much, nothing much has happened uh, other than that. With the NFL, uh, I think Tom Brady was rumored to be able to, was uh, going to come back and play uh, in the NFL, but apparently he tweeted out that he got a new cat or new kitten to be exact uh, for his uh, his kids. So that has taken up a lot of his time, and uh, instead of uh, throwing touchdowns, he's scooping up cat litter poop and so on and so forth. So you know, good on him that he's sticking to his word. Hopefully that he remains retired and like, there's no point in coming back. I, I just don't see him, you know, for what, you know, you've done everything you can next season, hopefully after, or yeah, after, you know, you get your wife uh, back and get things sorted out. He's going to be commentating with Fox sports. So I'd rather see him there uh, being able to go home to his family, still spend as much time with them and whatnot, and still be able to be close with the game he loves dearly to his heart. Uh, that's what I think he should do. So good on him. 
to, uh, <laughs> to do that instead. That's going to be it here for the uh, Athletic Asian Podcast. It's been a lot of fun. I uh, really appreciate you guys tuning in, uh, whether on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. I do appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. Uh, you can catch us once again here on Twitch tomorrow. Uh, we'll be doing some gaming acti- activities and a little sneak peek. Uh, the topic tomorrow on Twitch will be, can Patrick Mahomes, the star quarterback of the Chiefs, uh, be better than Tom Brady in terms of career stats? Can he win more Super Bowls than Tom Brady? Can he get, uh, reach more Pro Bowls? And so on and so forth. That's going to be a lot of fun as well. So you can join me tomorrow on Twitch. And we'll be back with the podcast on Friday. And uh, we'll get things rolling. Um, once again, it's been a long time coming. Hopefully we can be more consistent with this. That has been pretty much the key word. And my main goal is consistency. Consistency with this consistency with the uh, Twitch channel and so on and so forth. So uh, just a big thank you to you guys for tuning in. I appreciate it. Uh, follow me on Nathan underscore new 24 on Twitter and uh, for gaming content, you can follow me at belly up gaming and uh, yeah. Thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in. I appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day and we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you very much.